Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with John Thurman of Axis Financial, Philip talks about the pros and cons of high deductible and low deductible health insurance plan, why health insurance costs so much, and how to potentially reduce your cost of health insurance. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not intended of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast, and I'm back with John Thurman, health and life insurance expert. What's going on, John? Morning, Philip. How are you? I am doing well. Hey, t- today we're gonna we're gonna talk about the difference between a low deductible health insurance plan and a high deductible health insurance plan. Which, you know, I. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know anything about health insurance. I just know, like, I, I present the little card and stuff gets <laughs> paid for, or, or not, right? So, you know, this, this is one where a client emailed me about it, said it would be a good show, and I was like, yeah, it will, because I don't have a clue how all this stuff works. <laughs> so, so I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start. Like, you know, what, what are the pros and cons of a high deductible and a low deductible plan? Yeah, the, I mean, you know, the basics are going to be. The, the more you're willing to pay for coverage, the the less you're going to pay when you go to use it. You know, the problem with health insurance is that um, in a lot of cases, it's it's very expensive. It's very, very costly. If you're getting it outside of your employer, if your employer is not subsidizing a large percentage of it, then the coverage is very expensive. And so uh, in order to offset that expense, the, you know, the easy option is to have less coverage to have lower, uh, you know, uh, or excuse me, have higher max out of pockets, have higher deductibles. And essentially just like your car insurance, it keeps you from using it or nickel and diming it to death. You know, if you've, if you've got a situation where you're currently going through something, or, you know, you're going to have outstanding expenses, you know, you're going to have, you know, surgery coming up. Obviously you want to lower your deductible, lower your max out of pocket so that you, when you go to use the coverage, it's, you know, less uh, that you're on the hook whenever you go to use it. But, you know, finding that sweet spot, especially for someone that's healthy, the decision's a little harder. If you're not using it, you know, if you don't have anything that's coming up, then ideally you want to find something that makes, you want to get the most bang for your buck. You don't want to overpay. Uh, a couple of things that we look at whenever we talk to clients is um, if they have coverage offered through an employer, or let's say, you know, one spouse has it offered through the employer, the other spouse is self-employed. Um, oftentimes we recommend that the spouse that is the employee, they take the coverage through the employer because it's heavily subsidized. A lot of times the employee's uh, cost is, you know, $60, $80, $100 a month, but adding the spouse and children is often three, four, five, six, eight hundred dollars a month. And so um, that's when it makes sense for you to look outside of your employer or look outside of your spouse's employer for coverage. Um, other alternative is you can look at the faith-based plans. Um, if you haven't looked at uh, options for that, basically what it is is um, they are 
govern based on your health. They have a, a handful of um, additional stipulations that traditional health insurance companies don't have. And so for someone that's healthy, um, they, they can be a huge savings and yeah, very similar. Uh, they, they don't, they're not called deductibles. It's not called co-payments. It's, it's not health insurance. So they have some different words. They use uh, the words like sharing instead of premium payments. And so anyway, there's the, basically the verbiage they use, like it doesn't tie them to health insurance. They don't want to be known as health insurance. It's a health insurance alternative, but those are great in the sense that um, if you're healthy and you qualify, since they ask you health questions and there's pre-existing things, unlike other health insurance, that they can bring the premiums down. Um, they're also faith-based. So they, you have to be in some of the carriers, you have to actually be religious. Some of the carriers actually ask you if you go to church. Um, some carriers will not cover things like um, pregnancy if it's outside of wedlock, um, tobacco use. You know, they're 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 pretty strict. There there is a wide range. Um, so anyway, my my point is is if you are healthy and you are somewhat religious, um, they can be a really good fit because some of them actually were asked that you go to church. Some of them just ask if you believe. Um, one of them is vague enough that it just asks if you believe in a higher power. So there's all different degrees and it's kind of odd that they are able to ask questions like that. Maybe some would say a little intrusive, but the benefit to you is that if you are healthy and you do follow some of those guidelines, that um, the coverage oftentimes is 30 to 40, 60% less than traditional health insurance and can be in some cases better coverage. Um, some carriers, uh, you know, they, you can bring your deductible, you can bring your max out of pocket way down and uh, and the coverage is still affordable. So yeah, that's a couple of things we talk about. There are, you know, uh, what are called ACA compliant plans, the um, Affordable Care Act, plans that you you know would find the bronze silver and gold plans if you're looking on maybe healthcare.gov we offer those plans as well um, you know if somebody has a pre-existing condition or let's say they had a heart attack or they've gone through cancer or they have something that's ongoing you have to stick with an ACA compliant plan because those don't have pre-existing conditions um, and then it's just a matter of narrowing down what doctors you want to use what network what network is important to you um, you know in your specific situation so health insurance yeah, I mean I like I guess to some degree, like all insurance is, is important to tailor it, but health insurance can be very, very important, especially for a family of, you know, two, three, five, six kids, or four people, six family total. Um, the more uh, moving parts, the more, uh, you know, varying health conditions and situations that you're in um, obviously can make it a little bit more difficult, but uh, that is one thing that we do. And we do on a daily basis um, is make sure that it's tailored specific to, specifically to you. And we don't recommend that people always have the same coverage. So sometimes one spouse will be on one plan and the other spouse will be in a different plan. So and that's the main thing that we advise is if you have offer our coverage offered through work, you know, have somebody review it. Uh, if we look at your coverage, you know, I would say in 50, 60% of the cases, if it's offered through an employer, we just recommend they keep it to the employer. But there's a lot of cases where it just doesn't make sense. It's way too expensive. The coverage is not good. Um, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, it's offered through my employer, then this is my only option. And that's not the case. Um, the other thing that people don't realize, and I haven't touched on this yet, but um, the the there is a tax credit. So the the government does subsidize a large percentage of health insurance premiums, um, and so in a lot of cases, you know, especially the older someone is, um, the tax credit is pretty substantial. You know, I, I would say even for a young-ish family, you know, um, the tax credit can be great. If somebody's older, the tax credit's even better because they know the premiums are going to be higher. 
And so, um, yeah, that's something that if you haven't talked to somebody about that, it's definitely worth looking at that, um, you know, someone could get 600, 800, $1,000 a month in tax credit, tax subsidy towards your health insurance premium. So that then that brings that cost down from, you know, $2,000 a month or $1,500 a month or $1,000 a month down to $200 a month. So hmm. lots know, of options. You know, and, and, and health insurance, I mean, it's like, a huge expense for the businesses that provided and the individuals. So mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely um, think folks should review it often. And, 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 and what, what's been your experience as far as like, are they, are there some plans that is it kind of like a contract where you have to read through it so you can, cause nobody reads through it. Right. But <laughs> is, is, is it when we have to read through it to see what it's going to cover? Uh, or are all plans like pretty standard from company to company? It's just picking the right kind of, you know, plan package. Um, yeah, that's a good question. So when it comes to Medicare, Medicare is heavily regulated. Um, and, you know, depending on which type of plan you're wanting in Medicare, whether it's a Medigap or Medicare Advantage, there's there's less uh, concern there with making the wrong decision and, and really going through it with a fine-tuned tooth comb. When it comes to health insurance, there is quite a bit of difference. And so just because there's a lot more options. Um, And obviously, you know, between carriers, not not only between carriers, but also just in general, like we talked about the faith-based plans or traditional ACA plans, you can do short-term medical plans. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that, and and this is where I feel like a broker shines. You know, if you work for one company, you're going to try to always fit that square peg into a round hole. But Mm -hmm. what we do is look at your whole picture, your family, your kids, your current situation, your current income, you know, and, uh, and make sure that it makes sense to you because yeah, you got, you got to make sure you're in the right network. You got to make sure that your doctors, you know, going to accept that coverage, or at least the majority of your doctors do. And then, you know, obviously just not overpaying for something, you know, if you, if you talk to, or if we sit down with somebody and they're super healthy and they never go to the doctor. They're one of those that maybe just goes to one checkup a year. There's no point in them spending a thousand dollars a month or fifteen hundred dollars a month so that they can not use the coverage when they haven't used it in five or ten years. Now, I'm not saying that there's not benefit to that just in case it does, but yeah, it just comes down to it just doesn't make financial sense. And I feel like that's where it's nice to really tailor it to your specific situation, not just well this was offered to my employer or, oh, my neighbor said, this is a good plan. Or, you know, a lot of times people get hung up on, oh, well, this is, you know, I've always had Aetna or I've always had Cigna, I've always had Blue Cross. And the reality is, is, you know, some of those plans are great, but they may not be great for you. And then, and then here, here's my last question. And, and I don't know if there's an answer to it, but with my ignorance with the industry, because, well, what I do know about the industry, and this is just through my research is a lot of reasons why prices are so high are, hospitals and in, in, in states have so much voting power. So it's kind of like, you know, they, 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 they kind of like threaten the local areas and say, Hey, listen, if you don't give us what we want, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then we're, we're going to take all these jobs, you know, elsewhere kind of deal. It's right. kinda, I mean, it's, 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 you know, so they get to keep raising prices because if you actually peel back the onion, look at what these hospitals charge for like just bandages and stuff. Oh, it's it's for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And so, so I was gets like pa- passed on to the insurance carrier, then gets passed on to you as a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like everything else in the system. You know, the incumbents have to get blown up by, by technology. And, and we're, so we don't, we, we're coming for the money. We don't come for the next, mm-hmm. but until then, you know, my question is, um, is there a plan where let's say, let's say I do a high deductible plan. Cause I just want to make sure if, if something catastrophic, like, you know, cancer or whatever happens that, that I'll have some, some, some coverage, but my day to day, 
am I able to like pay, like goes directly to a private pay type medical group and say, hey, I'll pay y'all X amount per month and it covers whatever routine. I mean, it covers all these things, you know what I'm saying? Which is, which is not health insurance, yeah. but it's more, you know, I'll pay the group to make sure that yeah. I'll cover like the, the basic, you know, routine stuff, which shouldn't cost too much. And if there's major, I got, I can fall back on my other plan. And I don't even know if that would be cheaper, but. I would. Um, yeah. I mean, most of what we find in those scenarios, cause there are doctors that are doing that, you know, where you basically pay to see them and you have access to them. Um, there's benefits to that, but a lot of times that's usually because the, the individual just wants really, or has this relationship with their doctor. Um, and it's not necessarily cost effective because what, what's going to happen is you still need major medical. If you go through something that's cost a million dollars, but um, yeah, from a cost standpoint, it's not typically uh, the most cost effective. It's not typically it's from a financial standpoint, but as far as like from having this specific doctor, yeah, there's there's benefits to that. And that's, you know, what it comes down to when we look at the coverage as well, because, you know, it's it's tailored to you. It's got to make sense to you. So, for example, if I give you or show you a really cheap plan, but yet none of your doctors are in network or, you know, it's a it's a great plan, but it's expensive. And I tell you, hey, you're going to have almost no cost when you go to use it, but you're not someone that really uses it very much. Then it doesn't matter how great the coverage is. Like, it's got to make sense to you. So specifically mm. to your question, yes, there are options to do that typically not the most cost effective and it's it's usually because you really like that specific doctor and so you're paying to see them you know uh, and have access to them but yet um you know you're still going to need a major medical plan to cover if you go through ongoing cancer treatments or you're you know having to uh have a heart surgery or something that's outside of their wheelhouse you know so either way there are options for that um and then there's also options that um, you know, we do ancillary type products and supplemental stuff. So for example, if you have a large max out of pocket, or if you have a large deductible on your plan, you can offset that. So for example, you know, let's say traditional health insurance is a thousand or $1,500 a month. You could get a more affordable health insurance coverage, and then you could get a, maybe a hundred dollar supplemental plan that would pay the $10,000 or pay the $5,000. So you basically bring down your deductible cost exposure and then you buy a more affordable plan to cover that small amount of um you know deductible or max out of pocket so you're essentially spending five hundred dollars less a month and then covering that small amount um with a hundred dollar policy you know so anyway there's there's different ways you can do it that you you know can cover not only medical expenses but potentially cover income loss got it got it definitely thanks yeah. for, for sharing because this is i mean i have we probably can do multiple podcasts and this can have a million thoughts, but um, you know, mm. we'll, we'll have to come back and keep covering it because health insurance, sure. is, I mean, it's, 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 it's tougher to plan for than investments because yeah. it's so expensive. Yeah. So. Oh, it's, yeah, it's wild. I mean, it, and it's like so frustrating when you see clients that are paying, you know, a thousand dollars a month or $2,000 a month. That's a, just a big percentage of your income. I don't care how you cut it. You know, it's, and, and then for something that you may or may not use. So yeah, really it, it is, it does give people peace of mind, you know, and sometimes we run into situations where um, somebody's leaving an employer and they're offered Cobra coverage and we look at it and say, Hey, no matter how expensive it is, it, it really is the best plan for you. So I feel like, you know, it's just nice to have a second opinion of, even Absolutely. if you feel like you're getting uh, hosed because it's, it's high, we can still look at the alternative options and say, well, based on your current health or based on your ongoing 
treatment history, this is still the most cost-effective plan for you. So sometimes instead of, you know, people being upset about it, at least they can get a, an outside perspective of not ideal, but it's still the best plan for your situation. Right. No, I get it, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, why would you spend thousands of dollars and doesn't cost you anything to get a second second look so right i'm, right. I'm with it well <laughs> let everybody know how they can reach it they're interested in getting a second look at their plan or any of their insurance yeah so my email is just my first name john j-o-n at axis fin a-x-i-s-f-i-n.com uh office line is 817-618-3369 all right man you enjoy the rest of your week hey thanks phil If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.